Hello, and welcome to another episode of Kieran Doesn't Know What He's Talking About. Today, I decided to talk about SCPs, and if you don't know what an SCP is, I'm not sure, actually, it's not, I don't know how common, like, they are to know, but they're, I, I don't know, I think they're pretty common to know, but basically it's a website, it's a website of a fictional organization called the SCP Foundation that basically contains and keeps track of anomalous or like basically creepypastas but they can be anything from like proper terrifying ones to just like the tickle monster that's one of the scps it's just this flubber yellow flubber thing that walks around the scp foundation tickling people and there's a bunch of different content there's like and people who write on them have to come up with like a classification of it a number which is like their scp dash or like they're all called SCP dash and then a large number anywhere from 0001 to 6999 and then there's also special ones like in there's like SCP 0000X which is I don't know if they're just explained or I don't know what's going on with actually what is the X explained oh like we figured like they're no longer who knows? Okay, I don't really know what EX means. But anyway, I've got a random number generator, and I'm just going to go around through SCPs and explain them, because some of them are really stupid, some of them are fun, some of them are terrifying. So I guess we'll just get started. Uh, yeah, generate. Uh, SCP-4159. Actually, so I need to go to 4. Scroll down to... Oh, wait, no. I need to go to technically 5. Then I need to go 4,159. We get, oh god, something touched my leg. SCP-4159, object class Euclid. Now, the three different object classes generally are safe, Euclid, and Keter. Uh, safe means they're safe, and they can basically just be stuck in a storage container and nothing wrong will happen. Like, I remember there's one that's a nail that traps your shadow. And that's classified as safe because you basically just stick it in a box, put it in a storage unit somewhere, and it's never going to do any damage. It can do damage if it's released, but it doesn't take any special containment. Whereas Euclid is the middle, where it takes some... You do have to actively... You do have to actively contain it, but it's not actively trying to escape. Keter, on the other hand, is actively trying to escape, or is just generally really difficult to contain. Uh, so we got our description... SCP-4159 are carnivorous organisms resembling large clumps of kelp endemic to several coastal regions of Victoria, Australia. The size of them can vary greatly, but all have been composed of a mass of various connected lengths of kelp. Uh, so this is each of them is usually SCPs are based on what people just come up with something that's connected to something similar to real life. Like a salesman, and it was the indoor salesman who would come in and sell you something for a really weird thing like only 12 years of your time, and then you disappear for 12 years when you agree to the deal, or uh, a rose for your heart, and you lose your heart and all your veins and whatnot, veins and arteries, etc., etc. This one is the when you're swimming, then all of a sudden you feel something touch your leg. That's what this has become. Uh, they inhabit shorelines, reefs, rock pools, shallow waters, stuff like that, and they adopt different behaviors in different environments, uh, suggesting intelligence comparable to cephalopods. 
This behavior includes, but is not limited to, lying in wait as an ambush predator among sand and mundane seaweed, active predation of slower-moving prey such as sea turtles, seals, and sleeping animals, the use of tools such as stones, nets, and corpses, typically in a luring fashion, bioluminescent hypnosis reminiscent of the hunting behavior of many species of cuttlefish, and structuring itself into limbs to grapple prey items. Observation has shown that while SCP-4159 is slow-moving, they are able to move silently and have proven to be exceptionally strong, with smaller specimens capable of subduing adult humans. Upon obtaining a prey item, SCP-4159 typically suffocates or drowns it before moving to a secluded, damp location to digest it. Uh, phagocytosis is how it does it, usually. And then there's, um, it usually has, when there's multiple pieces to one, they'll go... They'll add an extra dash, and then it'll go dash A, or dash 1, or whatever. So, addendum addendum, addendum of SCP-4159-A uh, on... I don't know how it's doing the year. It goes 19-3-17. I assume 3 is the month. But, like, does it mean 2019 or 2017? Because uh, this technically an American website doesn't really matter. In a year, civilians reported the disappearance of their child, Nicholas MacArthur, who was last seen riding his bicycle in the town of Kilcunda, Victoria. A police search of the area led to the discovery of MacArthur's remains being consumed by an instant of, instance of SCP-4159 within a playground tube. Embedded Foundation agents were soon dispatched, soon dispatched a field team to establish a perimeter, with police units being amnesticized and returned to duty. The specimen was destroyed, and MacArthur's remains were recovered. Examination of local CCTV footage shows Nicholas MacArthur arriving at the playground at 15.30, playing on the swings, then entering the sandpit where SCP-4159 specimen had disguised itself as a rudimentary sandcastle. The resultant attack incapacitated MacArthur within 19 minutes before retreating to the playground tube to ingest its victims. Later investigation was able to track the specimen to a creek several hundred meters away. This was the only known instance of SCP-4159 entering a freshwater environment, and one of the earlier instances of the usage of a sandcastle disguise. And then because it's a secret organization, there are different uh, clearance levels. And so to get to addendum of SCP-4159-B, you need level 3 clearance, which... Uh... Oh wait, no, you can't open it. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pretend I don't have level 3 clearance, though, because that seems like too much effort to open. So yeah. Uh, its special containment restriction is basically public assets to areas inhabited by it is to be heavily restricted between March and November under the guise of a hooded plover to bird nest reintroduction. These areas are to be modern, monitored both remotely and by Foundation personnel posing as Parks Victoria Rangers, and seaweed washed ashore is to be collected and incinerated daily. Populations of SCP-4159 are to be counted and monitored with civilian inhabitant areas nearby to be evacuated should significant numbers of SCP-4159 get too close and fail to be lured away or destroyed. Uh, weather ports are a thing. Minimum of four specimens are to be kept contained within Site-40 for study, along with any notable specimens. Containment will be comprised of a standard wildlife containment cell with steady supply of salt water. And they are not advised to come within two meters of them specimens, and to always work with partners to minimize risk of injury. And yeah, that's pretty fun. I guess we generate the next one. Uh, 2961. So let's go here, and I scroll down all the way to the bottom. Woo! 2961. Los Ocultos. 
Another Euclid class. Description. A physically non-anomalous ma human male Raul Flores. So it's a human. When SCP-2961 enters a clearly defined, physically bound location, any phenomena that could be classified as forensic evidence, as understood by SCP-2961, will exhibit a progressive degradation and or transformation to the point of neutralization. This degradation is relative to physical proximity of SCP-2961. Evidence, both anecdotal and empirical, and indicates that this is an involuntary, permanently ongoing phenomenon that does not impact, hinder, or otherwise interfere with SCP-2961 standard biological or physiological functioning. So basically, there's this guy who was born in 1968 to Felix Alfonso and Mar Maria Concerta in Mexico, in Deli Delicias, Mexico. That's a real city, Delicias. Yeah, no, it's... Oh, that's even better. It's in Chihuahua. It's Delicias Chihuahua. Uh, it's Spanish for delights. So that's what it's called, that. Well, it's Delicias Chihuahua, Mexico. Oh, that's... Uh, the Chihuahua is a Mexican state. And... Okay, history. There's some stuff. Whoop-de-doo, geography, climate. Very warm. What a shock. God, yeah, there's a whole thing. There's, there's a university. There's the Universidad Oton... Autonoma de Chihuahua, which is a Mexican public university based in the city of Chihuahua, Chihuahua. So there's the city of Chihuahua, the city of Chihuahua in the state of Chihuahua. Or is it called a state? Or the, it is the Mexican state of Chihuahua. There is, um, there is a missionary, George A. Roja, Rojas, Rojas, I don't know. So yeah, that's Delicias Chihuahua, and that's where he was born. Uh, Yada, yada, yada. No indications of any physical anomaly from his family. He was in. He was a critic of both Mexico's drug cartels and the Mexican government, citing the former's practices and methodology and the latter's in apparent inability and or unwillingness to curb them uh, as leading factors in Mexico's perceived socioeconomic decline. He disappeared. Um... And his disappearance were a catalyst for a crackdown on drug trafficking and the commencement in the same month of the so-called Mexican drug war. Yada, yada, yada. Following the collapse of numerous high-profile criminal prosecutions against members of Los Ocultos cartel during these actions. And it was positively identified after captured, yada, yada, yada. Basically, they found out that this specific place, this uh, sorry, this specific cartel, the Los Ocultos, uh, whenever they all the evidence against them would just disappear for some reason, and they tracked it to this guy. Uh, yeah, he is currently cooperating with the process of like discussing him and whatever. His special containment procedures are: he's housed in a standard humanoid containment unit at like sixty one, sixty two, when not new. Yada yada. So basically, he just lives in a hotel, but it's an SCP hotel, and he's stuck there forever cannot leave uh so he's about he's got to be studied all the time and none of the stuff like all of his like research and interviews must be at least 20 meters from the containment or else they'll start to degrade and that's bad because and he doesn't even yeah so yeah very fun that's that's that one uh next one i guess Ooh, six seven 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 let's scroll the way down to six seven Six seven 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 is the 
Oh boy. Is this virtual? Oh, Kidder class. Wow. Okay. SCP-6777 and its upright products are currently uncontainable. Isn't that nice? Okay. So it's SCP-6777 is an entity that performs virtual YouTuber activities under the name Ichifuji Baku. To date, SCP-6777 has created a total of 23 accounts, including ones which are publicly known, such as a YouTube channel, Twitter, and Steam. However, none of these accounts have provided sufficient information that could be used to discover SCP-6777's identity. It is a level 4 or higher pistophage entity? Question mark? Uh, what? That's not useful. Uh, I'm gonna Google pistophage evidence. Entity. Oh, it's a specific. Oh, wait. Okay, gotcha. There we are. Uh, dash one was an entity that interacted with the singers through their rituals, causing SCP-3004 events. Little is known about it. There is no data that exists to point towards SCP-3000 being anything greater than a level 3. Pistophage is so a faith eater entity. What does that mean? <laughs> okay, uh, great. I'll just, I'll just pretend I know what that means. Uh, and its interference uh, is a level 4 or higher epistophage entity, and its interference with reality expands in proportion to the number of fans who show a strong liking for it. It is believed that it, this effect is strengthened to the more fans that actually take action, and it has been found that it, great, it is greatly influenced by the number of subscribers to SCP-6777's YouTube channel. Uh, so, created a Twitter account at zero corresponding subscribers, created a YouTube channel when Twitter followers were 128, created a Steam account at 137 subscribers, once there were 300,000 uh, subscribers, interference with deletions of each account. Uh, also at that time, in there were interference with fans' dreams and manifestation of it. At about 660,000 subscribers, it uh, acquired Japanese nationality, Foundation was deleted again, and then at approximately 820,000 subscribers, it re it got back the Japanese nationality, and Foundation was unable to interfere with that. Uh, SCP-6777 appears in the real world as an entity that looks very similar to its virtual form. It doesn't have any abnormal abilities and can be quickly secured in some cases. Uh, oh, these are the multiple... The based on like different manifestations because it manifests in real life once it exceeds a million subscribers uh it can appear as a real world in the real world as an entity that is roughly similar to its appearance in the stream or as an entity that is completely different in appearance capturing only its features it is highly likely that it will possess meme contaminated capabilities classic move and then the appearance of 6777 six, six, in any form causes an immediately immediate H-class deific subjugation scenario. Worst possible scenario for a pistophage level 7 or higher. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but this is unlikely to happen. Basically, it's like a weird... Pistophage, I think, just means like God-eater. So it's just God-like a being that's able to manifest when it has more subscribers. As you do. 
Um, it has been active, uh, SCP-6777 has been active as a virtual YouTuber on the internet under the name The Hungry Baku God since before the discovery of its abnormality. In particular, its eccentricities such as simultaneous performance of a piano playing and singing Beethoven's no Symphony No. 9 in D minor, Op. 125, five times in a row in a single online streaming, and making abnormal screeching sounds when it got excited, which triggered a lot of attention on the internet. An investigation by the Foundation reported no abnormalities such as physiological, psychological effects were found in the internet activities as a virtual YouTuber. It was discovered after SCP-6777 enacted a celebrating stream about that number of channel about that the number of channel subscribers exceeded 300,000. From that night to two mornings later, a number of SCP-67777 fans, including 36 Foundation employees, reported that Baku had appeared in their dreams and thanked them directly. The affected Foundation staff is currently under observation. Uh, it appears cheerfully. It looks... There's a picture on here, and it looks... Interesting. Very fun. Oh, SCP trying... Talked... Uh, not a cow. Sure, okay, whatever. That's a lot of, that's a lot of, oh, that's creepy. That was from the end of the stream. Uh, yeah, okay, so that's that, that. And then it's uncontainable, unfortunately. Because, but if traces are confirmed, attempts are to be made to remove or conceal it. And it can't be deleted. Very sad. But it is a keto class, so that's, that would be why. Oh no, I deleted oh, I deleted the random number generator. Gotta replace this with 6999. Generate time. I'll probably do two more. 41... Oh no, I need five. 4119. 4119. Miss Dynamite is a Euclid class. And it is a young adult Hispanic female identifying as Talia Contreras. Surfaces within the central 11-degree cone of SCP-4119's line of sight excrete films of an oily, explosive liquid. SCP-4119's vision will, be, will trigger the liquid uncontrollably up to a range of approximately 700 meters. Beyond this, SCP-4119 must exert itself physically to cause liquid excretion. Liquid produced by SCP-4119 is 71% nitroglycerin and 29% human blood. This blood does not genetically match SCP-4119. SCP's 4119 skin is abnormally thick and heat resistance resistant, protecting it from the heat and force of the detonations of its liquid. Uh interesting. Uh she is contained within a modified blast resistant cell within a Faraday cage. An internal cavity magnetron maintains a constant low wattage stream of microwaves within the chamber. All internal surfaces are kept at a temperature of 50 degrees Celsius. The walls of SCP-4119's cells are equipped with rapidly oscillating motors, vibrating them continuously. SCP-4119 itself is kept inside a level 2 thermal isolation suit. Once per week, SCP-4119 is to be sedated, blindfolded, restrained, and moved to a temporary cell. During this, the walls are to be cleaned of burnt blood residue and the vibration and microwave equipment inspected and maintained as needed. So yeah, the SCP-41, I mean, the SCP Foundation is not uh, particularly nice. SCP, by the way, I forgot to mention, stands for Secure, Contain, and Protect. It's also their motto. And the other motto is to be 
what is it? It's not, it's, it's like to be cold, not cruel. So they don't, they're not going to be cruel, like unnecessarily cruel to whatever anomalous things they find, but they're not going to be kind to them either. They've got to, got to deal with them. So that's a Hispanic woman who blows things up as you do. Next, 6622. Uh, 6622. Let's see, we have beaver power. Okay. Oh, oh man, this is fancy. Why is it? Whoa, that's a lot of fancy things that don't mean a lot to me. Okay, I don't know what it's. It's level four, secret. It's a secret one. It's like a sister site to the SCP Foundation. Maybe. Let's see, at this point, I'm unsure. Disruption class dark. What does that mean? Department of Containment. Uh, esoteric. Okay, I'm apparently now a level four. Okay, five primary containment classes. Safe, Euclid, Keter, Neutralized, and Explained, with Pending as a transition class. The static classes stand in contrast to the sixth containment class, Esoteric. To catch all containment class used when an object requires additional containment specifications that are not present within the five static classes. And then the five levels of disruption class scale are Dark, little to no potential to disrupt the general population, Vlam, low potential, uh, Kenek, medium potential, so Vlam is generally confined to a locality. Kenek is typically confined to a region or city. Ekhi is high potential, so it's typically widespread, affecting major metropolitan, metropolitan areas or countries. And Amida, which is worldwide disruption. And then the risk class is notice, low risk potential. Individuals may feel minimal effects, but otherwise generally fine. Uh, caution, which is moderate, deal like may cause discomfort. Keep an eye on it. Uh, warning, high risk potential. There could be severe harm for being nearby. Danger, which is very high. Uh, being nearby will probably will make you exposed to harm up to and including death. These effects are very difficult to mitigate. And then critical is extremely severe risk potential. These effects cannot be mitigated. So that's fun. So this beaver thing, dark, which means not deal, notice, which is also not a big deal. It's an esoteric and secondary class is archon, which I don't know what archon means, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, leave it to the beavers. Subgroup of American beavers, which are Castor Canadensis, densis, which builds and maintains SCP-6622-B. Only 6622-A, which are the American beavers. Instances will interact with 6622B. Non-anomalous beavers will not approach. SCP-6622B are beaver dams and lodges which generate electricity via unknown and abnormally efficient means. Each instant con instance continuously outputs 6,800 6, megawatts. Presently, the Foundation knows of 12 distinct 6622-B instances. Interesting. So it's a bunch of beavers that make dams that somehow create electricity. SCP-6622-B-4 currently powers 96% of Vancouver, BC metropolitan area. Hear that, people from Vancouver? You are currently being 
uh, your power is run by some beavers. And basically, they just don't deal with it. They just kind of leave it. They're like, whatever. It's fine. We can live with this. Uh, I guess I'll go to the next one. That was weird. I kind of want one closer. There we are. Okay. 3,849. Uh, 3,849. 3,849. A tub full of time. It is a safe class. Okay, that's convenient. So it is a region of space located within a wall-mounted bathtub on the second floor of 810 Danforth Street, Portland, M.E. I assume that's the state, but I don't... Wait, no. That's really... That's a terrible abbreviation. Uh, Maine. Oh, it's Maine. Okay, so it's uh, in Portland, Maine. The area of space to which SCP-3849 connects has been determined to exist 4.43 billion years in the past at some location within the confines of Earth's gravity well. SCP-3849 induces no negative pressure in the surrounding room, though any object placed into the anomalous space will continue to fall towards the planet. Due to the narrow window of view available, the surface of the Earth cannot be seen. SCP-3849 was discovered on 8-18-18 when homeowner Chris Mattingly contacted local authorities claiming that his wife, Christina Mattingly, had fallen into space in the bathtub. Ask you do, I guess. Um, wait, okay, it was recovered. Okay. Stop. Okay, and then containment... Basically, the bathtub cannot be moved, so it's basically just the foundation owns this property now. Like they just bought the property, and it's their space, their space magic, space tub. Twenty four eighty will be my last one, I guess. Twenty four eighty. Twenty four eighty. The unfinished and unfinished ritual. It was safe, and then it became keter, and it's now presumed neutralized. SCP-2480 is speculated to be a dimensional anomaly located in mm, Massachusetts, a coastal and heavily forested town with just over blank nine, used to be 12,000, now there's 9,000 residents. SCP-2480 was allegedly created by accident when agents from the Global Occult Coalition interrupted a ritual on November 28, 1952, while the true purpose of this ritual remains unknown to date, the Foundation has concluded the anomaly to be the result of, an, of the inept and heavy-handed approach of GOC operatives. Because in this, I don't know, in the lore for the SCP Foundation, there's another foundation called the Global Occult Coalition that sort of deals with the same thing, but deals more with like rituals and cults and whatnot. And they generally don't like each other all that much. SCP-2480 appears to be centered around Bodefilm Manor, home of the late Cornelius P. Bodfell III, who died in 1952, a millionaire industrialist with an acute interest in the occult. Prior to his death, Bodfell was the leader of a secret society known as Additum's Wake. Dismissed by the Foundation in 1932 as simply being a decadent upper-class social club, their anomalous capabilities were not recognized until the November 28, 1952 incident. Due to the critical failure of their mission, there were no surviving GOC operatives to be properly interrogated. However, documents were subsequently recovered from a GOC safe house located in... It appears that the GOC attempted to destroy these documents prior to their mission. A torn report, lower half missing, with a photograph attached by a paperclip, was discovered in the back of a fireplace along with significant ash. It assumed that all other documents had been... Yada yada yada. 
special containment. Uh, class A, B, and C amnestics are maybe used at the discretion of field agents, Foundation personnel have been integrated with communities surrounding SCP-2480 as quarantine or relocation of inhabitants has been deemed unfeasible. Considered the best source of information for SCP-2480 anomalies, agents are made to are to make local inquiries and investigate any rumors, reports, or claims of an anomalous nature. Mobile Task Force Epsilon-6, Village Idiots, codename Village Idiots, have infiltrated the community and are to remain on the lookout for anomalous manifestations. Mobile Task Force PSI-9, codename Abyss Gazers, is to remain on standby in case of an emanation event. The use of force has been authorized and anomalous manifestations are to be destroyed without prejudice. And yeah, that's that. Uh, oh, the thing, there's an addendum, the ritual frequently hosted orgies that included nope not gonna mention well there's cannibalism i'll mention human sacrifice and cannibalism but that's a lot more that i don't need to talk about uh discovered within the journals were sermon notes and guest lists whose names have included affluent families respected politicians leaders of industry and even those of religious authority very fun it's a greek thing it's a Greek thing that says desire is the measure of all things be unbound from moral tethers do as you will to whom you will very fun okay and I think that's that for today I hope you all I hope you all have a wonderful time doing whatever you end up doing and yeah sayonara